Offside Hockey Talk, where the Maple Leafs and hockey come to talk. Oh, it feels good. It's the first Leafs weekender of the year. Officially, the whole squad's here. Pete Dillon and myself, on behalf of Boxing Rock Brewing Co., the absolute big beer for the big game. Get yourself some puck off Lagerdale when you get out east, or your favorite brew of choice, and tonight. We got to get right into it, right off the hop. Watching the game, loving the game, talking to John Trache about it, and boom, in the leaf zone, in the send zone, when the puck goes in, the boards, they're changing. The ads are rolling through different ads on TV, and I will tell you right now to a man, it is distracting. It grabs your eye. It lets you see what the ad is but it really takes you away from the play. God forbid we're in game seven of the Stanley Cup and they flip an ad and you miss the goal live because you're looking at the new Google Pixel on the goddamn boards. Ladies and gentlemen, great technology. Great. You Are you though? Ads, do it during a face-off. Don't do it during live play. Leave the ads the frick alone. If they're time-sensitive, well, then they roll over mm-hmm. when the play stops. Don't do it in the middle of play. I love your Google Pixel. I love your milk, your Budweiser, whatever it is. But don't do it during play. What do you guys think? Am I out to lunch on this one? Because it really did distract me on the weekend. Okay, listen. I didn't see the game this weekend. Wedding, obviously. I'm got oh, fired obviously. up. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I – like. What I noticed is the ice color was changing. I saw it going red, I think blue at some points. I think that's from the ads. I don't notice them changing at all. I think, I don't know, I think it's fine. I I have no complaints about it. I think it's bringing in money to the NHL, so I'm not going to complain about it. I like what I see. All right, Dilly, what do you think, man? I mean, they want money. They're, I guess, like, it's, you know, it's it, it's the attention grab of everything. Uh, obviously, it was an error, but, um, you know, hopefully they get it fixed. Um, but if not, I guess, you know, do the alternate, do it for a couple seconds and then switch off. Yeah, like I said, for me, it just distracted me during board play. Even my my 10-year-old daughter who was watching with me said it's distracting to her. Really? And, you know, kids have an attention span where they can just absorb everything quickly. And, you know, she was like, no, that's, that's just not it. So, for me, I really think, like I said, you know, God forbid it's an important moment of the game and the ads are flipping and you're trying to focus on where the puck is. You know, I know the players don't see it, but us as consumers on TV do. And that really kind of, you know, it doesn't rub me the right way. You know, the milk thing, that's fine. You know, put that on the jersey, whatever. It blends, it meshes. It's not the RBC Montreal one. But the board thing, don't do it during live play. That's my only, you know, real gripe there. Did you notice it the first two games? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Here's the the first game um, on Sportsnet, the weird non-home opener, home opener for the Leafs, because it was blacked out here. When I watched it on the stream, the ads were the in-house ads for whatever Toronto had. So there was no flipping of ads during the stream game that I watched. 
but for the Sportsnet feeds, they were flipping both times. So on Saturday night and on Wednesday night, everything was flipping and rolling. And I was like, wow, this is, I don't understand this. Like, like I said, during the face off or whatever, you want to flip the ads over. Cool. But I think we'll get used to it. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, money's coming into the NHL. We'll get used to it guys. Wait till they have some sort of firework display ad. That's like, because what they were doing is they were rolling through the NHL logos for the teams. Now I remember it. And each logo was like tumbling in. Hmm. So during play on the boards, everything's tumbling around the back behind the net. And I'm like, oh, look at that. What's that? And then goal. And I'm like, what? God damn it. You missed the goal from the advertisement. Come on. At I least did. they haven't at least they haven't switched to it like where it actually does it on the boards. Like at least it's not distracting to the hmm. players by any means. Well, no, I don't think they would ever do something like that. There are rolling ads they used to have um that you I think a guy would hand crank or something. Where yep. it would flip to a new ad every so often, Does but I definitely think it was old Frank that. there hand cranking it, not uh, not digital Bob up there in the booth. But uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about the Maple Leafs. The week that was for the Toronto Maple Leafs, we sat in these very chairs and we said what we thought the records were going to be. I chirped Dylan last night when the Leafs were down. I said, "Blame it on Dylan." I said, "Blame it on Dylan," because Dylan wanted one, one, and one. And it was going that way. It was trending that direction. I said, blame it on him. Me and Pete were two and one. Happy bees in a bun. No, no I thought Pete was one and I two. I was one and two, James. What's that? <laughs> I said one and two. Oh, okay. So you were even I, worse. Ottawa always had their number. I was expecting a big L. Listen, so the Leafs, you know, I blamed it on there. But let's, let's start with the Montreal one. It was a 4-3 loss. It was ugly. For me, it looked like there was no energy. You know, even Murray in that game was making some saves, but the last one from Anderson, maybe he could have saved. Maybe he was already hurt, and, you know, maybe he just didn't have the reaction time. Um, what were your guys' gut reaction to the Montreal game? I felt like it was listless, liveless. Uh, what were your thoughts there, uh, or Dylan? Uh, I think there was a lack of effort at, at times during that game. Like, it, it, it's not that we didn't – like want to win, but like it, it seemed like Montreal just wanted it more than us at times. And obviously our defense was kind of at fault most of the game. There was a couple of bad plays. I know there was a bad bounce off of Muzzin, Muzzin skate, I think it was. And then him clearing the puck was, an, uh, was another bad one. Um, I was kind of, you know, I, I was hoping that that deep pair was going to do a little bit better, but uh, I know we'll talk about that. A we'll little talk bit about them coming back and rising to prominence here. Yes, we will. Is Pete still there? Yeah, I'm, I'm still here. I don't know. My camera just cut out. I'm trying to fix it, but um, right off the rip, the ceremony that, Oh my God. So long and boring. Yes. You know, you know why the Leafs were so they were, they were asleep from that ceremony. <laughs> Like that was brutal. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, Montreal always they always do it right. Their fans got fired. They get fired up. The torch in the center, great. But man, player by player, just announcing each name, having the healthy scratches, going coach by coach. Like that took what twenty minutes? Yeah, unbelievably wrong. They, I don't know. That was that was done terribly. But at the end of the day, Montreal won the game. 
Cole Caulfield. That he looks like a stud. I'm glad I have him in fantasy. He got a couple. <laughs> he got a couple that night. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, the Leafs were asleep, probably from that presentation. Uh Kerfoot, he had a penalty shot in that game. Yeah, I, that was uh that was interesting. You know, he yeah. definitely uh didn't leave anything to the imagination, that's for sure. Yeah, so I don't know. They they didn't really deserve that win. They should have beat that AHL team. Unfortunately, they didn't. But I'm not worried. A lot of people freak out early. I don't. We know what this team's what this team is. They're gonna make the playoffs. Move on to the next game. What? Yeah, no, definitely. It was one of those things where what? But you know what? Sheldon Keith ripped a strip off this team. Ripped them in the media. Did it mm-hmm. early. And we have seen. We'll talk about this a little later on. But Sheldon Keith is on a different level this season. He is not taking his foot off the gas for any call, for any play, for any excuse. Everything is full tilt, full bore. Let's go. This is the way it's going to be this season. If you don't like it, lump it and get the hell out of his way. Um, But then we flip over. We go to the Washington game, and we welcome Pete back into the visual. Here we go. Um, We go to the Washington game, 3-2 win. High tempo, huge energy. If you feel what the Leafs are cooking, because the Rock was in the building, dealing some energy, messed up the chant, doesn't matter. Still excited to see him there, repping the blue and white. I know, guys, paid actor, calm down. I get it. He's still awesome to see him there. Um, But you know what? For me, the key to that game was Ilya Samsonov, or now Samsonov, as he wants to be called in Toronto. Is that what he Uh, said? He wants to be called Samsonov? He wants to be called Samsonov in Toronto. They were discussing it on the TSN panel. Oh, all right. So all off season, okay. I have practiced my Samsonov to get myself out of the Samsonov groove, but that's what he wants. He, he let two goals in. The second goal was definitely a flapper, but after that, he shut the door. He was like out. 10 bell saves. It was very confident, very poised. The team looked good in front of him. They're blocking shots. Austin Matthews. With five freaking hits, let's go. Abe Cabell getting in there, so I'm loving it. Uh, Pete, I'll start with you on this one. When you look at the Washington game, in contrast to the Montreal game, Toronto looked you know, 10 times better. And obviously, they didn't draw out their opening ceremony. They did the Highlanders. They did all the right stuff. But the game almost started on time, which is nice. Yeah. For they, you, what do you take from the Washington game? They looked a lot better. The goaltending was a bit a bit better. And I'm not blaming Murray for the Montreal game. That wasn't his fault, but he could have made a save or two. Samsonov, Samsonov sorry. He, uh, let in, he let in one week in, one week goal. He looked lights out after that. I think um, he's going to have to hold the port down for a bit. But, uh, yeah, they look great. The Rock starting a let's go Leafs chant. We're undefeated <laughs> with that chant now, guys, because apparently people were chanting that at the next game. But uh, I'm... I don't know. That might be. I made sure to use now. it in the prediction season video on the weekend and made yeah. sure that I tagged everybody with the new Let's Go Leafs chant. Why not? Let's change it, it up. If things ain't know, working as fans, it, let's go. It doesn't sound as good as Go Leafs Go, but if it's working, I'm very superstitious. I'm going to be chanting Let's Go Leafs because I'm going to the Dallas game this week. I'm going to be chanting Let's Go Leafs. If this keeps on buzzing, I'm going to keep doing it. Let's get it. Dilly, what do you think of the Washington game? What were your takeaways? What was your gut feel? Was something that stood out for you during the Washington game? Sammy was on his redemption game. Let's say, let's start with that. I mean, he he wanted to prove to Washington that they, they made a mistake. struck out with him. They, they missed him. Um, 
obviously way better than the Montreal game. Uh, the, these guys came out like actually wanting something. Um, obviously, like you said, Sheldon Keith said something and probably got to a lot of the boys there. Um, who knows? I think this was, you know, obviously whatever number of battle between Ovi and Matthews, but, uh, you know, I, I think, I think with the chant, it, uh, it was, it was very, very appropriate. Um, I think next to change will be the goal song. And then that has got to change. We need that. And then, change. and then we'll see from there. Hopefully things will keep rolling. Um, but, uh, I, I, I liked, uh, I like the uh, little redemption game here from Sammy. Yeah, I do. And, you know, that was one of the jokes that uh, John Trache said to me. He said, I thought they were going to change their goal song when it came on. If you have the fan base, the players, and even some of the management wanting that change, why do you keep jamming hollow notes down everyone's throat? I, I do something. Make it a social media thing. That's the age we live in. Yeah. Make it a thing. Select 10 songs. And whittle it down through the off season, and then opening night, allow the winning song to be that song. How hard is that? That's an amazing. It's a great PR thing. Everybody's going to be in on it. Everybody's going to submit their song, and then you whittle it down, and then you have the players jam to it. Or for God's sakes, here's an easy one for your Leafs: have that band come play opening night. Oh, what? Wow. What would be your guys's goal song? Oh, I've thought about this so many times. I, I, can't, I, I can't think off the top of my head. I'll yeah. tell you right now, Pete. Here's, here's my goal song. Each Leaf gets their own individual goal idea. song. I, I like a it. walk-up song in baseball. Yes. Do that. Yes. Allow yes. players to have swagger. You have Let Austin Matthews get a Justin song if he wants. Let that happen. That's I, what you need to do. I am okay with that. That would be a I lot of fun. This. I would love that. Just imagine, you know, just Justin Hall. Just let him, you know, just imagine it's the Romanian anthem he decides to choose. And he stands there chest out just because he scored a goal, right? Just imagine the fun things you could do to spice up a game. Austin Matthews hits it and just maybe he does the whatever, whatever, the Justin Bieber song of the week. And he's fucking dancing, right? Or Mitchie where he's doing the gritty, right? That's yeah. his song. He just oh, my God. Could you imagine? That is something Mitch Marner would totally do, too. Maybe just, they start uh, bringing out a phone on the ice and doing TikToks for the summer. Yeah. But you know what? The creativity, allow the create. You want the NHL to grow? That's yeah. one way to do it. One way to do it. Just all of a sudden the goal scored and boom, the song is on. Now, I'm not saying go in and play another guy's song, you know, like Justin Hall. It may have been Bunting's goal, Nylander's goal. You know, just leave it to one song. We don't got to hear a whole Rolodex. But yeah, it's fun, man. It's a fun way to do it. Uh, then we go Ottawa on Saturday night, Battle of Ontario, two teams that really get after each other. The Leafs win. And it's the rise of Sammy again because Matt Murray goes down with an injury out four weeks, slapped on the LTIR. Everyone's praising Dubas, saying this was the move all along. We knew it was going to happen. All right, calm down, Leafs Nation. Uh, I'm a fan of Dubas, but I don't think even he saw that coming. The Leafs win 3-2. I'm happy with the game in some parts. In other parts, I'm not. I'm happy with Muzzin and Hall. Muzzin and Hall, for me, in that game, blew the doors off. They were hitting. They were blocking shots, disrupting plays. Jake Muzzin with that diving breakup of a play. With the slap that is effort. He, 
That slot Listen, pass to camp was unbelievable. I love it when Leafs camp in front of the net. It's great. You know, the puns are flying. It's fun. You know, these goddamn campers. But it's a good thing because he scored a goal and the Leafs got up on it. What did you guys see in the Ottawa game? For me, I saw Samsonov coming in and looking like he may be some found money for the Leafs. For once, we may have hit on a goaltender outside of getting a guy who's a known name commodity. Dylan, what did you think of the Ottawa game? I know it didn't live up to the physicality billing, but it definitely lived up to the uh, back and forth, having fun. That game is good. I like that. Um, I've been saying this for a bit. Well, I guess just during this offseason, and, and I've been beating the drum that Kyle Dubas swung on Murray, but he also swung on Samsonov, and I think he did it in the most appropriate way to make sure that he backed his ass up to make sure that there was somebody solid there behind Murray. If something like this were to happen um, and, and it happened and Samsonov is out here trying to prove to the Leafs that he can be that guy um, on for it, it is very unfortunate that Murray got injured this early, but <clears throat> things are going to happen. It's, it's a full 82 game schedule. So, you know, it, it's bound to happen. Um, it is bound to happen. It definitely is bound to happen. Ottawa and Leafs game. This is just the start of what what we're expected to see out of the Battle of Ontario. A very close, grindy, grindy game. Goals from very unexpected players. This is this is this is the entertainment that we've been waiting for between these two teams, and it was an unbelievable game. I never thought I'd see a Nylander goal on a Saturday night. You're right. <laughs> Unexpected as What a be. snipe by Nylander, though, eh? I know. Beauty, beauty. Dylan, this is the way it's going to be all season long, buddy. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> Don't take it to heart. No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I just knew something like that was going to happen. <laughs> but no, I mean, who, David Camp and Justin Hall, you're right. But, but who thought Hall was going to come in? You know – this he's been driving team. the net, though. By the way, he's been driving the net the first three games. It's because Muzzin can't go into like the net. It's because Muzzin can't skate. A like lot of our defense, like Muzzin the other day, had a breakaway. Like they're Did crashing he? the net. Hey, man, maybe they just got the green light to go, and whatever happens, happens, and we'll see. But it is yeah, early in the season. What do you think of the Ottawa game? I mean, I didn't get to watch it, watch the highlights. Full credit. So the Nylander goal, it looked like it was on the power play. Full credit to Marner keeping the puck in there, passing it to Matthews. Nylander open in the slot. What a snipe, guys. That was unbelievable. Nylander's off to a great start this season. I'm loving what I'm seeing from him. And, yeah, I don't know. He's going to be... He's going to have a breakout year. What did you say he's going to get this year, James? Over 40? He might. I think so. I really do. I really think that Nylander is going to be a guy that a lot of people are going to be chasing around the offensive zone because he's going to be putting up the points and putting up the goals. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, a lot of posts in that game I noticed from the the highlights. Um, the fourth line's looking tough. They're throwing their body. Uh, Samsonov made some great saves. He's looking, he's looking comfortable out there. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I liked what I saw. Hopefully I, we, we keep it buzzing for uh, Monday against the Yotes. But, uh, yeah, let's go Leafs. Dude, I'm, yeah, I'm well, let's do a little key point. stats to ponder through this week here. Um, the Leafs, 10 for 11 on the PK, something they were definitely trying to bring up last year. 
uh, picking right up where they left off. Like I said, 10 of 11 they've killed off so far. Not bad if the PK is rolling at that kind of number. Um, liking what I'm seeing, too, from guys like Mitch Marner, Callie Yarncroke. Second effort, third effort, Kerfoot as well. Really getting in there and just disrupting plays and doing things. Uh, do you guys have any comments on the PK? It looks great. I mean, the game against Washington, I think they had more chances than Washington did on their own power play. They look so good. Like, you know they're going to get a couple shorties this year, and I'm excited to see them kill more penalties. Like, it looks good. What do you think, Dilly? I think I think based on, like, last year, how well it was, uh, I, I think this is, like, only the beginning to, like, a solid, solid PK. Um, man, you, like, Zach Aston Reese coming in was is, – is a great addition to that uh, penalty kill. I love his energy uh, during all games, but uh, you know, they're just doing what they're doing. No, they definitely are. Here's some other cool things. Okay. This one, not so much. It's a little. That's pretty good. These are two for nine on the power play this season. Not exactly excited for that so far. Two for nine is not the greatest number you want to see. I want to see it a bit more. With the high-profile players that we have, that should be clicking at a bit of a higher rate than two for nine. Um, That's just me. Maybe I'm just uh, wishing for a bit too much. But two for nine, I would rather see it in the, the four or five for nine range, at least getting one or two a game. The Leafs should definitely do it. Dilly, you shake your head. Yeah. You guys like Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Willie Nylander, John Tavares, Morgan Riley. Then you flip it over and you got guys who can shoot the puck now, like Kerfoot and, you know, and Yarncroke and Malgin and Muzzin and Giordano, all these weapons who can do things. You should be at least getting one or two a game. They 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 are weapons, but I mean, like, if you think about in the in in the long season of things, like your percentage, a high percentage in the league is like under 30. So it, it is on pace for something of that. So I, I would say anywhere from three out of 10 is solid. Yeah. All right, Pete, what do you think? We're like three games in the season, two power play goals. It's not a big deal. You know, they're going to catch fire and they're going to, they're going to light it up. Matthews is probably going to get the most power play goals in the league. We shouldn't be worried about our power play. Um, yeah, no, they're going to crush it. All right, all right, all right. I, I'll believe you. I'll believe you. Okay, I'll, I'll back off a little bit. Here's something that won't cut the mustard, though, and it's something that I harped on after the first game, and that is face-off percentage for this team. They were doing well against the Ottawa Senators through the first period and a half on Saturday night, but this became concerning because then they started losing the face-offs, and then Ottawa started dictating the play and that was when the tide really changed for the least for a little bit. This is the numbers here. Stat line against Montreal, 49% on the dot. Uh, key guys like Camp and Matthews not looking good on the dot mm. in that game. Then you go 54% against the Washington Capitals, which is not too shabby. Anything above 50% you're pretty happy with. Then back down to 49 again with, again, key guys like Camp and Matthews not having solid numbers. Now, I know 50%. And above for some guys is good. But for me, I like the, the face-off percentage in the game to be in the 52 to 56 range for a team to be consistently with the puck and doing really well. They were really high on Saturday night, and then it plummeted. 
it was almost like the effort level kind of went out of the faceoffs, and late in the game it just wasn't there the same way it was earlier in the game. Do I have a reason for concern here, Dylan, or am I again just freaking out over a minute minutiae stat? No, I think I think it's like it is forty nine percent. Like it is solid, but you're right. Like it should be higher considering what last season was. Um, who knows? Maybe opposing teams are practicing harder on that. I I, I don't know what the explanation is, um, or you know maybe. Comp is facing against harder opponents and Matthews is. I, I, I don't know why the percentage is down from last season, but uh, no, it, I think you're right. We need to dictate. Well, we want to dictate the play. So that, that is an area of concern. Petey, what do you think? Do you, I mean, obviously last year we had guys like Jason Spets taking draws at key times. That's not there, insane. but you bring in Cali Yarncroke and Alex Kerfoot to interchange and take draws and do different things. William Nylander also on the draw stat line throughout these games as well. What do you think here? Is this something the Leafs need to really focus in on? Because we obviously know if you start with the puck, usually good things happen, whether it's in your D zone or the O zone. Winning the faceoff is so important and it's definitely an underrated stat. But yeah, like you said, not having Jason Spezza in the lineup, it, it's clearly hurting us right now. I mean, he was a faceoff master. If we, Callie Yarncroke can... Alex Kerfoot, there are utility players. They can they can do whatever, but like they gotta be better on the draws. We gotta win more face-offs. If we're not winning face-offs, we're not having possession. So draws have got to be better, and that's definitely something they're gonna work on. No, I, I think they definitely will. And I do think as we go on in the season, the power play and obviously face-offs will be things this squad works on. The first 10 games, I'm the one sitting here beating the drum to everybody. Wait for the first 10 games to be done. Yeah. But these are things that are easily fixable. I think the power play clicking is something you can definitely do. Don't be predictable. And one thing the Leafs were damn well predictable in these three games, guys, was putting the puck through the seam in front of the net, just trying to thread that pass back and forth. Everybody and their dog knew it was going to happen, and teams were breaking it up just like that. So you got to change it up and do something different. And when they did, look what happened. William Nylander, bang. They grinded it along the boards. Marner kept it into Matthews. Matthews across, finally, once they drew everybody in, and they scored. So they got to try it differently. You can't be stationary, but we'll see. Another thing for me is John Tavares. We know he came back from that oblique injury, seemed to come back a little quick. His stat line for minutes on ice for the first three games, 17-41, 14-58, and 16-25. Now, a guy, and I love John Tavares. I'm not harping on the contract, but you're paying him $11 million to play for your team, to be your second-line center, and to be on your first power play unit. I would think you'd want him up around the 17- to 18-minute mark per night. I know Sheldon Keefe is trying to spread out the ice time, But is he playing cautious with his captain here and trying to make sure that this doesn't flare up and become a bigger issue because of how close and handcuffed the Leafs are to the cap? Or is this just a, hey, we know he's going to take a little bit of time and we have other guys we're trying to blend in. JT knows he's going to get his cookies. We'll leave it alone. Dilly, I'll go with you first. Uh. You know, there's like there could be something underlying that that he like even JT's concerned about, but uh, I think you know it, it's JT. He's gonna he's gonna battle through it. Um, you know, Sheldon Sheldon obviously wants to focus on getting the team better and making sure that his boys are good. Um, obviously, the oblique is 
something serious, you know, you, you turn your entire body when you skate. So, um, hopefully, hopefully JT's okay. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you get, with those numbers that I'm looking at right now, it, it was 17, maybe something had happened between the first and the second game. And then they eased them down to the 14 and then back up to the 16 and trying to break into that more minute role. Uh, hopefully he's okay. That's, that's, just my concern what do you think Pete? what do you think about john tavares here i mean he's how old is john now he's 32 he's 30. getting up there 31 yep he's, he's getting older his body's taking a lot more wear and tear i guess sheldon sees that maybe he's trying to ease him in he's that oblique strain maybe it's still affecting him i i don't know we we could assume but He's gonna battle through it. John knows his body better than we do. He's gonna he's gonna work through it. Yeah. All right. All right. Thirty-two. Yeah. JT is thirty-two. Yeah. All right. So we'll move off John Tavares, um, guys. Well, actually, we won't move off John Tavares because John Tavares is now one point away. He picked up a point on Saturday night. He's one point away from nine hundred in his career. Looking forward to that this week. We don't need to really dwell on it. Just something I want to throw at the Leafs Nation. One point away, and we're celebrating 900 career points for captain, our captain, Mr. John Tavares. Um, and then the other thing, speaking of captains, this is a guy who's probably going to be the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs soon. It's Austin Matthews. And he has ratcheted up the hits this year. First three games, he went from three to five to six. And by the way, they were chanting MVP when he lowered the boom in the Washington game. But he did it again on Saturday night. Austin Matthews, Dylan, you've been here with me for this one when we talked to everybody about it. Now, Pete, you're going to hear it firsthand from me. Austin Matthews needs a coming to Crosby, Getzlav, Taves, McKinnon season where he becomes more physical and he drops the mitts and lets the league know who the hell Austin Matthews is. We saw it last year with the cross-check to the face of Rasmus Dallin when he got pissed off and snapped. I think this year we are seeing the evolution of Matthews as the full complement player, 200-foot game, stay off my ass, and I will drop the mitts if I have to this year. But you got to remember, each of those players I mentioned was considered either a whiner or a guy that was not going to go to the next level, then all of a sudden they started hitting. They started fighting. Crosby for sure. Everybody called him a whiner to the refs. Then he dropped the mitts. Next thing you know, Sidney Crosby is the Sidney Crosby. Because now people know they're not going to take liberties against him. Pete, you can start in on this one. Does Austin Matthews need to have said kind of season just to set a different tone? Because guys do take liberties on the stars of the Maple Leafs. My only concern is he has a bad shoulder. He has a bad wrist. I don't want to see him getting injured. I like. Don't get me wrong. I, I go berserk when I see Austin Matthews throw a sick hit. It's fun to watch. But please don't get hurt. We need you to put the puck in the, in the net more than anything. All right, all maybe, right, all right. Maybe come playoffs, throw the body a bit more. I, I Just don't get hurt, Austin. Put the puck in the net. Throw the body here and there. Don't get hurt, please. Dilly, what do you think, man? 
I, uh, this is going to be such a, a weird way that I'm breaking this down, but I, I, I see Austin Matthews. Like if, if you look at each and every season, like, obviously you're coming into the big league. Like you don't know, you don't know what you should or shouldn't do. Like you're not going to be that guy to come in and be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to fight the big dogs or whatever. But I, I feel like Austin is, he, he is a very tall and big man. And I, I kind of think like he was kind of like a giraffe when he came into the league. Like it's not that he wasn't good by any means. It's that he was, he was kind of sort of coming into his body and now he's, he's evolved and adapted to his body finally. And he's realized that I'm a big boy. I can, I can throw some fucking heat. Like he's, he's just as big as Ovi at like poundage wise. No, but like just as tall. So like when you compare Ovi and Matthews together, it's like, this 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 kid has potential to do some damage with his body, so I think he needs. Do to you do remember something. last year when he sat down Shea Weber, or not last year, the year before when he knocked Shea Weber on his ass and he looked at Shea Weber like, "I did that. I that, that was me. I, I did that to that. Shea Weber." Yeah. You know, I remember that because he like stopped and looked at him like, shit. "Oh shit, yeah, <laughs> that was me." <laughs> no, you know, I, so I think he's starting to realize what he is. He's no longer yeah. like you said, Dylan. He's no longer a giraffe. Yeah. He's he's definitely coming into his own. I and I love it. I, I just like Pete. I get freaking amped when Matthew throws the freaking body, man. It's a, it's a good time, man. It is an absolute good time. Um, all right, let's look ahead here. Obviously, we're gonna do predictions for this week. We got the Yotes, we got the game Pete's going to, which is the stars, and then a game that I think is gonna be high octane. There's a little bad blood between these guys. Neil Pionk does not like Mitch Marner. Mitch Marner doesn't like Neil Pionk. Um, so I think there's going to be a little bit of uh, a skirmish, if you will. I think Wayne Simmons will dress for that game. Uh, we'll talk about those things because now these players are up. Dilly is going big face here. All right. Seeming Pete was the only one to pick the Leafs to be a loser this past week. Pete, you can go first here and let us know what do you think the Leafs are going to do against the Yotes, Stars, <laughs> and Jets? The Leafs need to wipe the floor with the Yotes. If they do not destroy them, <laughs> that is a fail. Absolute fail. They need to destroy the Yotes. And what, like, I don't know about you guys. I'm kind of excited to watch them play in their new arena, like the 5,000 college seater. I don't know when their first game is, but the Leafs need to wipe the floor. If they don't take care of business, like, I don't – who's their goalie? Who, who's Arizona's Vel- goalie? Vemelka or Vel- um, I can't say it. Vemelka and then some some other guy I think they just got as well. Right. It's, it's nobody good. They've given up seven goals in their past two games. So the Coyotes are not good. They're an AHL team, basically. So yes. if they don't wipe the floor with the Yotes, I don't know. I Like, that's just – that's unacceptable. Now with the stars, I know Jake Ottinger, great goalie. He could steal them the game. He's he's been. Oh, you have him in uh, fantasy, don't you, Dylan? Oh man, yeah. I, in it, I think I have him in a different one. But I, I love Dallas. I don't. I don't know what it is. Big on Dallas, eh? I was I was looking at their top six, and I'm like, that doesn't look scary at all. Like, I mean, Joe Pavelski's still. He's he's getting up there. Robert's he's on the first so line. He's producing, oh man. Is he? Yeah, dude, he, he was is, in the All Star game last, last year. Yeah, I mean him and Jake Robertson then, and uh, who like Tyler Sagan? He's on the second line. Jamie Ben, I what? How's he doing? I guess he's he's falling Most, off the rails. Jamie and Sagan are like they need to 
kicked her ass into gear mm-hmm. because like like obviously Sagan had like a different issue. He had a massive, massive injury that he had right. to come back from. Hip but, surgery. But Jamie's like making nine point five million dollars and he's not doing much. He's playing on the third line. He's right. on the get slab end of his career, boys. He's not he's not gonna do much. He's getting paid for the end years because they've already used up the good years is my right. anyway. ownership is not happy about that either remember they yeah. called out saying oh, and ben. Year was bad. yeah like they they're mad that they gave all this money to uh to ben and sagan and then they didn't want to give it why to they robertson. Were chirping nick Argent, nick now you got me saying you called him jake robertson yeah he's jason jake. robertson by the way you're gonna get steve dangle <laughs> for that one. I, oh no jake did robertson. i say nick robertson you, no Sorry. you said jake yeah, you, oh, Jake, you combined it. I meant to say, Ottinger. Oh, oh, I'm gonna get real. It's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. We we will we forgive you here. That's okay. all that matters. Um, so, what is your prediction for this week? Obviously, what are your thoughts on the Jets too? The Jets game should be. If that game isn't wild, I'm gonna be upset. Like, I mean, I could. It's in Winnipeg, right? So, I think, I think, like we we should beat the Yotes. We should beat Dallas. Winnipeg up in the air about that. If Connor Hellebuck plays like Connor Hellebuck, it, it's going to be a tough one in that barn, especially. Um, but uh, yeah, like you said, Neo Pionk, I hate that guy. I hope Marner crushes him. <laughs> if you remember the lap, well, I believe it was in um, Scotiabank Arena when uh, Bespetsa got suspended. It was just like a WWE no, wrestling. That was in Winnipeg. Okay, like Winnipeg. I want to see something like that happen again. I just want to see a blind ball. Absolute like, shenanigans. Egg, absolutely, absolutely. So you're you're picking the Leafs to go two and one this week. Yeah, right? I'll go two and one. Yotes, Dallas. We got those games. They're both at home. Maybe Winnipeg. I'll to go two zero oh, and one. Two zero oh, and one. Ooh. All right, all right, Dylan. Given what Pete has offered you for an explanation, what is your take on this week? You, if we don't wipe the yotes with the floor, like he said, uh, we're in deep trouble. Um, the stars, like they could surprise us, but we have a way better offense. Uh, I think we should win that game, like a four-two type of game. Uh, the Jets, like they kind of scare me, but like they've they've kind of been under some trouble like the last little bit like they got rid of their uh paul maurice and they got rick bonus in there i know i know rick is like just rinsing all the guys Mm, no captain either yeah no captain um i was gonna say two oh and one but uh you know screw this i'm going three oh and oh perfect week for dylan yeah all right, Dilly. All right, all right. Calm down. I like it. Away, I'm willing away. to take the risk. It's it's all good. Is there punishments to these <laughs> these wrong records? No, I think it's just a backlash from fans because I've listen, Dylan. Like I said, I I used it as ammo against you on the weekend when you were uh, oh that's okay wanting the one 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 and one. It's all in so fun, long. but hey, it made it it got people watching. It got people talking. That's oh, all yeah. that matters. But I will say, Dylan, you know. I like what you're saying. So I'm going to roll with you. Uh, we're going to go 3 0 0 for the week, not 2 0 0. We're going to go 3. So yep. I think the, the Leafs are going to pull out each game. The reason why I think that 
Um, I think you look at Ilya Samsonov or Samsonov, however you want to be pronounced. You think Shalgren gets a game? No. No? Okay. I will He's tell hurt. you why. And this is the amazing thing about Sheldon Keith. He took um, Samsonov aside today and told him his workload is about to be very heavy. Um, Eric Shalgren did get hurt in his AHL game. Uh, got cleared this morning, I believe it was, or last night, to be called up to the Leafs. So he's not 100% by any means. He was shaken up. Um, but Mr. Samsonov is going to be the goaltender on record for the Leafs this week. It looks good, too, because you play Monday, you play Thursday, and you play Saturday. So Monday you get a bit of a break there, a little bit of a reset. Thursday, you go into Dallas. Friday, you get a day off. Then you go into Saturday against the Jets. Um, I look at the Leafs and say, yeah, it's 3-0-0 for me. The Yotes are going to be gross. What's up? It is not in Dallas. It's not in Dallas. I'll no, no, he's game. going He's going to the yeah. game in Dallas. Or the oh. game in Toronto, two yeah. Dallas. Okay. Um, but it's going to be 3-0-0 for me. Uh, the Yotes, here's the thing. If they show up, and play the way that they should, they should win. But the other thing is they showed up last year, but so did the Yotes goaltender, if you don't forget yes. that one. The and he stonewalled the hell out of the Leafs. They got goalie to death. They played like the Harlem Globetrotters, and that goalie said, nah, it's okay, then that's not open for business today. You're not <laughs> scoring. So that's just the way that one went down. But I think they beat the Yotes because the Yotes, I think Nick Ritchie scores, though, against the Leafs. Like, oh, that that's oh, – That's going to happen. Obviously happening. That's happening. And then um, I do think – I think you're going to see this one. It's going to be a beautiful moment. Sheldon Keith does like moments. He yes. took Samsonov aside and talked to him oh. about the workload and said he wants – he said he wants Samsonov to keep his smile, by the way. That's what he said. He wants him to keep his smile, keep himself happy. But on Wednesday, I do see the battle – or Thursday, sorry, the battle of the Robertsons. Okay. Jason and Nick going head-to-head. Nice. Anything you can do, nice. I can do better, and the Leafs will come out on top. That is what Sheldon Keefe will do. I say it will happen. Book it. Seal it. Bet it if you want to. It's happening. Saturday night against the Jets, it's going to be a back-and-forth game. It will go to OT, but the Leafs will prevail on an Austin Matthews goal. Let's get it done. I have to remember that now when I do a prediction season video a week from now. That's great. Um, but Austin <laughs> Matthews will win that game. For the Leafs. So, yeah, I'm going 3-0-0. Pumped up about the week that will be. Where, where, do, you think, where do you think Robertson's going to squeak into the lineup? Second line, taking Malgin out. Malgin's mm. been a passenger the past two games. Gotcha. That's just my opinion. Mm. He has not brought it. He brought it in the first game. Second game was there a little bit. Third game was just barely noticeable. Mm. And yeah. like I said to both of you, if he's coming in this lineup, he has to do something to be noticeable and it has to be every single night that you bring something. It can't be one game you bring something and four games you don't. It has to be every night you show up because you're in the top six. So for the past two games, hasn't been there for me. Nick Robertson, he had a beautiful camp. Let him have a beautiful opportunity. Play against your brother. Fire it up. Let's see what happens. Um, now we're going to slide into the, the week for the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good guys. Sammy looks good. Sammy looks okay. good. Um, I'm pumped up about what Samsonov has brought so far. The injury to Murray also brings a little bit more good. We get to see Wayne Simmons back up with the club, which, by the way, Darren Dreger, you're a little dickweed. I'm going to say it straight up. 
Darren Dreger went out and probed the league of why Wayne Simmons was allowed to skate with the Leafs at their facility when he's supposed to be an AHL player, basically trying to tell the league that the Leafs are circumventing the cap and having a player with the team that should not be there, which this happened before when Mm. the Leafs were allowing players to come to town earlier than expected to skate with the team and Toronto got in trouble. So this here by Darren Dreger, sorry for my language towards you. I think it's scummy. If you're calling the league on the Leafs as a reporter to say, why is Wayne Simmons here? Why is this allowed to happen and other teams can't do it? That is greasy. That is just, you're just upset because the Leafs aren't giving you access or something. (laughs) Well, there's something there where you have to be a grease ball about it. You know, go join your buddy Steve Simmons and go sit down somewhere in a dark Steve Simmons category. If you're trying to scum the leaf set of stuff because you're bitter, you're in the same category to me. You shouldn't be there. Clip it if you want to. Ladies and gentlemen, that's clipped. I don't care what anybody says. You have to clip that. Oh my god. Don't be scummy. That's just it. Don't be scummy. That that to me is very, very scummy. But anyways, Wayne Simmons gets to come back with the team. A um, few other guys like Robertson, Mete as well, get to come back up with the club and uh, be there legitimately, um, you know, as it may be. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to what that is going to bring for the Leafs. Uh, what do you guys think about the good? Obviously, Sammy and now the players being able to come up. And uh, Darren Drager can rest his mind because it's okay with the league. I love your, uh, yeah, your Dregger rant there, man. I, I love dregs. I, I actually, I, I usually, listen, I usually love dregs. Yeah. But when I heard that, I was like, how low are you? How low are you that you have to go and do that? So you can't go just, ask somebody within the lease organization. You have to call league offices and try to you know, what he get did? in there. Or did he just make a tweet? Oh, it was. He said it on um, on Overdrive. Oh, did he? Okay. And then everybody oh. caught wind of it and was like freaking out. Like, what the hell? Why is Wayne He admitted Simmons- it. He ratted on himself. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Well, I mean, yeah. I, like, what is Simmons legit- legitimately supposed to be playing with the team? Not, I guess not, right? Like, he's, he's skating on his own. I mean, he's a, he's a, in what the Leafs call the return to play category. So he's right. in there allowed to be around the team. And by the way, guys, I don't know if everyone knows this. But the Leafs and the Marlies, they share the same facility. So really, it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, the Marlies get premium premium yeah. access to, yeah, like the – They all the use the, the Marlies. performance center as their training ground. So yeah. it was ridiculous to me. It was, it was weak sauce on behalf of him. But anyways. Yeah, anyways – Sammy looks good. Uh, we'll see how he he deals with this big workload. I mean, he's used to it though. He played over he played over half the season for Washington last year, right? So yep. this is not this is nothing new to him. Washington's a pretty big market. I think he can handle the pressure. He's yeah, yeah. I mean, like he's on a prove it contract. I'm sure he's confident in himself, and he's gonna he's gonna crush these next few ga- games. I'm not not looking forward to Eric Schalgren to be honest. Back in the lineup, I mean he's. Are back I like Charlie. Come on. I don't. I, I he is just a bona fide AHL goalie, and uh, he made the, he made a few saves last season. I just he didn't look he didn't look comfortable to me out there. But uh, other than that, yeah, the Leafs look good right now. They're gonna keep buzzing. They need to steamroll. 
Phoenix or Arizona tomorrow. Do you think they're Mr. B434? All aboard the Sammy train. We got to ride Sammy as long as we can. Guys, uh, like Pete said, he's on a redemption tour. I think, uh, you know, I I think he can, he can do this and he's impressed me so far. Stopping what is it? It was it 49 of 52 or 50 of 52? Yeah, it's in around that. It's pretty darn stellar. Only allowed uh, two goals each game. So 926 save percentage. I'll take that every day of the week. Exactly. So, um, I mean, we'll, we'll get to the ugly. So he's doing, he's doing better than our, uh, our ugly. other partner last year, but, uh, we'll get yeah. to that later. <laughs> Listen, um, let's, let's go to the bat. Obviously it's Matt Murray. Um, everybody wanted this gentleman to come in and have a good season, be injury free, do all the right things. Sadly, he is injured and will be out for probably about four weeks. I think it's uh, what is it? 10 games, 24 days. He has to be away from the team for, um, so it does suck and allows to leave some flexibility cap wise, but uh, that's the bad one. I mean, not much for everybody to say on that one. Really, it sucks. He's hurt. We wish him the best. Can't wait for him to get back. Um, hopefully, the time off maybe uh, you know lights the fire and he comes back and is a great goalie. Go ahead there, uh, Dylan. Can I ask like a serious question? Yeah. Never. Do you think that? Murray was like, listen, I may not be up to full par to uh, Sheldon – or not Sheldon Keith, Kyle Dubas. And Kyle was like, okay, like we'll do what we can. And then it was kind of a way to open up cap for us. No. I don't think so. No, like They, they would have planned for that right at the beginning of the season. You think? Yeah. Yeah, but well, they, why would they want to? Why would they want to do all the semantics and, and and show and pony stuff or dog and pony show with Wayne Simmons and Nick Robertson and have all that backlash and all that stuff they had to do if they knew they were just putting Murray on LTIR? I'm just saying, like maybe he he thought he was 100. percent He was like, ah, you know what? Like maybe I'm not. And then he tried it, and he was he was overconfident or something like that, and he was just like, it could tired. be, it could be, it could be a numerous amount of things. My, big, um, yeah. my biggest fear, though, is we run into the same situation as Petter Mrazek, where he's injured, he's comes injured. back for a game, injured, comes back. You know, I at least it's not a groin, though. It's an abductor injury, which you can actually, you know, fully heal up and and do well. Uh, I don't know if you know a guy named George Saint Pierre, but he uh, he tore his during a title fight and still went on to win that fight. And, you know, I think he fought two and a half more rounds. So, you know, I, I loved it because he told his coach, he's like, I tore something. And, and his coach goes, I don't care if you tore your abductor, beat him over the head with it. <laughs> you think Matt Murray's as tough as GSP? Matt, listen, man, he's Murdoch. part of the station. He better be. Yeah. He better be. You're yeah. part of the station now, You got to be mentally strong if you're in this in this. Man, I was so afraid after that first game of what social media was like going to do to Matt Murray. Yeah. It was like I, I saw so much bad I stayed off of Twitter, but yeah, about Murray and I was just like, man. See, like, I must travel in some weird ass circles, guys, because I seen a lot of love. A lot of it wasn't his faults. Uh, I saw more hate toward Justin Hall and Jake Muzzin. No, I I saw I saw a lot of hate to Murray and it it wasn't like 
wasn't just Leaf like uh, fans. It like it was other fans too. So mm-hmm. maybe they were just chirping. But that, <laughs> it's easy to chirp a Leaf fan. So That's all right, funny. let's get with the ugly guys. The ugly. He was a Maple Leaf. We loved him, but Jack Campbell. Ooh, ooh. Is it ugly though? Is it is ugly, ugly man. Uh, Jack Campbell in his first start let in three goals. Team was down three nothing. They come back and win five three. That's what Edmonton can do. Can do. But spotting teams three goal leads, which he did yet again the next game, you know, is not good. And then he got the hook, um, and they did not recover from that one. So obviously, it shows. You cannot continually spot a three-goal lead and then shut the door and hope for the best. So, Jack Campbell, obviously it's early. It's very early, Leafs fans. I know you're loving it, eating it with a spoon. Nom, 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 nom. It's this hard delicious. not to smile. Like, I yeah. love I love. Jack. I know, I know. But you don't want to – listen. I know. I want the Oilers not to do well because they're stealing all of our guys. But I don't want to see Jack Campbell because, you know, the mental battles he went through here – so I don't want any of that. Oilers Nation, love Jack, hug Jack, you know, go take his cat for a walk for him or something. <laughs> Do something nice for Jack Campbell. But this is what I said to you guys. A, he's not 100% that great of a goaltender. We were an 896 team percentage for save last year. Jack had two good months, one subpar month. The rest were below 900, Playoffs and he reason. hasn't been healthy. What are you paying for? You know? So, yeah. Anyways, Oilers fans, don't go too hard on the man. He has a cat, okay? Oh, but it's it's really hard not to be – I just like the Oilers fans on TikTok, they absolutely rinse <laughs> my comment section. So when I see this happening, I can't help but to smile, and I'm just like, see, I guess – we saw this. Like, we saw Jack Campbell last season. He wasn't the greatest. He had a good playoffs. He had a great November, fantastic November. But is he – he's never really played a full season, right? Like, he's always been a backup. So, it's – the Oilers took a big gamble on him, and it, it's not working right now. Billy, what do you um, think? I can't, I can't say that you can put all the blame on Jack, first of all. Um their defense is still kind of subpar together. Um, But I love Jackie. I have him in our damn fantasy league. It's, it's hurting, but at least saves make up for like losses and stuff. I don't know. I'm I'm struggling to search for words for Jackie. I just want him to do well for my fantasy. (laughs) All right. We'll move off the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, for the Leafs this weekend for around the league. Uh, we got some news and notes going around. The uh, Jakob Tricker trade does not look like it's going to be happening anytime soon. Is it Jakob um, or Jacob? Was, what, what's that? Is it Jakob or Jacob? I don't know. I've always called him Jakob Tricker. Okay. So whatever, whatever anybody wants to call him, just don't call him late to the ice, I guess. Um, okay. He's not getting dealt anytime soon by the look of it. I think it's a trade deadline thing. Definitely. Um, he on IR? What's that? I don't know if he's on IR. I thought he was skating with the team this week. I think that was finally the decision that was going to come down where he's going to finally start skating. I just worked at Fantasy, and I've only seen him on IR. That's why I said that. Yeah, I think I think ESPN and Yahoo has him listed on IR because he's nobody not. knows when he's coming back to the ice. He really hasn't done anything. Yeah. I don't think he's officially on LTIR, though, for the, the, the Yotes. They don't need to cap space, that's for sure. Nope. Um, but we all agree there. I think that trade's going to happen towards – 
trade deadline when the value can go up a little bit more. Um, or a team gets desperate and pulls the trigger and gives them what they want. <coughs> Ken Holland. Nice. <coughs> yeah, so that's probably where it's going to go. Same thing with uh, Patty Kane, guys. That's another trade that I don't see coming to fruition until we get in and around the trade deadline. That is a guy, though, that will go to a Stanley Cup contender. Mark my word. Same with John. Rangers. Rangers is the word, yeah. right? Like, yeah, the Rangers is imagine? the word. Double retained. Uh, will come in about two and a half million dollars. They so, reunite Panarin and Kane. That would be unbelievable. Right and then no. Jonathan Taves going to Chicago or not Chicago to uh, Colorado. Wow! What? That's yeah. the that's the yeah. other floating rumor there. I guess I guess if we don't have confidence in Newhook, then uh, but the thing is, too, you strip that C off his chest. He goes to Colorado, gets to just play hockey. Doesn't have to be Captain Serious anymore. Can just be Johnny T on the uh, the old Colorado Avalanche and doing his thing. I like that idea. Um, here's one. We're talking about Jack Campbell just a couple moments ago, but obviously some things have come to light with Jack Campbell and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Apparently. Jack Campbell was very upset the way things ended with the Maple Leafs, felt there was unfinished business, felt he was treated unfairly, and in turn, from what I'm hearing as well, the organization was not happy with how Jack Campbell and his camp handled the negotiations themselves and felt that there could have been common ground to get something done had it not gotten as far and ugly as it did. So it seems like there is sour apples between the Maple Leafs and Jack Campbell. Uh, this has been put out there and reported on. What do you guys think there? What does that make you think? Could Jack I'm, Campbell have been a Maple Leaf still? Yeah, I don't know. That it's it's crazy to think. Like what I want to know what was said. Like, was it just they were far off in the numbers, or did they did Dubis just say you're not a good goalie, you don't deserve this much. Like, I really would love to hear. It seems like it was a personal cut because that's yeah. the way it, it came across to me as he's holding a personal grudge against mm, him. Called him out on his catwalking. He must have something, <laughs> something ridiculous. <laughs> Jesus. Dilly, what do you think, buddy? Nah, she, I think Shani probably brought the thunder and said, you're a piece of crap. You don't deserve the money that you're Whoa. getting. And your numbers weren't it. But I, I don't know. I, Jackie hurt. That's that's just me kidding around. Uh, I don't. I I hope nothing bad was said. But uh, it seems that know. way. Jack Jack Campbell was quoted in saying he has uh, he has uh, strong feelings towards the way things ended in Toronto. Oh, so you think a, that's why his his Edmonton photo looks like really like mean mugged? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's no. ready. To, he's ready to fight Leafs Nation one on one. Oh, just everybody wait, 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 back. But I want to go to that Edmonton and Leafs game so when he comes back to the Scotia Bank. So I hope it. I hope they like give him a tribute. Still, you but. can walk right up to the the stands if you want to see him. He'll be in the the press box. He'll be hurt. So oh yeah, <laughs> bring him a thing of popcorn. Oh man, guys, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna miss yelling soup when I'm at the arena because yeah. so yeah. We gotta find a Sammy Chan. Leafs Nation needs to find a Sammy Chant. A Sammy Chant. Yeah, I, I don't know. You can't really yell Sam. <laughs> no, Sammy. you can find Sammy. Uh, we don't want to jeer him. What? No, well, for Leafs Nation will find a chant. But uh, the next one here on our news and notes, this one's a little tough. Uh, it's the Ian Cole reinstatement by the NHL because they were unable to substantiate the claims 
made on social media. Um, they were pretty detailed. I don't know if both oh of you God. read them over. I uh, really did make my blood boil. Uh, what was in there? Um, it, it's the it's the world we live in. Unfortunately, you are you know guilty until proven innocent. Yeah. Um, maybe this person got cold feet. Maybe it was all just fabricated. Um, but that's pretty damn detailed stuff to fabricate. Um, you know, just really vivid stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I don't like it. I get the due process. I get why they have to reinstate them because of legal precedence. But at the same time, man, you know, he's people know he that he is not a good person. And this is not the first kind of thing he's been, you know, dealing with in some sort of light of this. Um, how do you guys feel about the reinstatement? Well, I mean, they can't. All they have to go off of is a tweet, right? I mean, shout out to, I believe her name is Emily. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really brave of her to come out like that. It's, uh, it's really disgusting what he did. I mean, if they can prove he did it, I guess, again, they all they have is a tweet, right? They, they don't have anything else. You won't respond so, to them. Can't yeah, go any so. further with something if someone won't speak with you. You know, so allegedly, these are all just alleged things. They're not, you know. I don't know. I, I just to me as a, as a, a father of two young daughters, seeing th anything like that, I don't care. My first reaction is to snap. My second one is to ask questions. Um, so let that be a lesson to any young young punks out there who think they're going to wheel my daughter. Not happening. It'll be it'll be D four and Pete the Heat bringing some thunder too. Let's go. <laughs> we got you, James. We got you. <laughs> but um, not to make light of the situation, uh, Dylan. What do you think too? Ian Cole, obviously now back in the league, allowed to play hockey, uh, resume things as usual. Um, so when I read this, like you said, the the details of this story were like quite precise, and from what I saw, his even his teammates like knew about it, or and or like knew that he was like a like a scummy kind of guy. So like for her to bring something up like that is like kind of concerning because like why wouldn't the NHL investigate with, you know, some of his past teammates or something, but maybe obviously they can be like, Oh, I don't, I don't have to say anything. Um, it's unfortunate that maybe she doesn't want to come forward. Uh, if, if it is true, um, I, 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 I don't like this type of shit just as much as James. Yeah. Does, uh, it's gross. I, I grew up in a household where I had a single mother and my sister. So I'm in the protection kind of state that James is always in. So, uh, yeah, I, I have zero tolerance for this too. Yeah, no, it's just gross. Uh, it's never easy to pivot from one of these things. Um, we hope that young lady, if, if so, this all to be true, gets the, the help and everything that she needs uh, going forward and is able to connect with the right people to help her on the right path to uh, maybe getting away from this mentally and, and, you know, living a fulfilled life. Um, that's one thing you can hope for, for her. Um, we'll move on to the next topic here. And it's a little bit more of an upbeat one. Uh, it's the New York Rangers. These guys, are they a wagon or what? This team is a wagon. We just talked about them maybe getting Patty Kane. Are they not a wagon? These guys are on fire. Uh, I know Ava loves to pump their tires, you know, Shisterky looking really good. Bashilevsky X. And did you hear him talk about the fact 
Look at the young guns right there. Shesterkin wow. coming in the chat. Um, did you not hear him talk about the fact when they compared him to Vasilevsky and he said, no, 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 I'm not there. I haven't won cups. He's won cups. He's like, I'm, I'm okay. I'm not that level. Really humble. So that shows the maturity yeah. with this guy and what he knows he needs to do to take himself to the next level. So I think Rangers fans, you got yourself a a, a damn good goalie here. He's what do you think, Dylan? Are the Rangers a wagon? Yep. Um, yeah, I think they're like one or two pieces away from like that Stanley Cup trip. Um, Patty Kane comes in like that. That's going to be hard to beat. Um, yeah, man. Like I, Shesterkin is a wagon. He knows that he's capable of running with this league. He's he's up there and. I would say top three goaltenders right now. Um, and you know what? Like, I think it's time for Vassy to kind of move over and oh, oh. not, not, not okay, saying that Vassy isn't capable of doing what he, what Shesterkin is doing, but this is the rising of Shesterkin and, you know, maybe the slowing down of Vassy. All right. All right. Pete Rangers wagon. Shout out Ava because Shesterkin absolutely rinsed me in fantasy this week. Oh my god! But uh, yeah, no, Shesterkin is—he is the real deal. He's a solid, solid tendy. He's gonna take them to the playoffs. Couple rounds through, we hopefully the Leafs battle them out. But uh, yeah, no, they have great goaltending. If uh, Lafreniere and Capocacco they take a next step in their stride, those guys are gonna light it up. Like they're gone. They're, they're gone for Patrick Kane. They're gone for Patrick Kane. You think so? Yeah. Oh my God, dude! If they get Patrick Kane on their team, they're gonna win the cup. Also, they got Jimmy VC back on their team. <laughs> I saw that. He's a full time on New York now. He's bounced oh, around. This guy, he's a suitcase. He finds a somewhere to play each year. I mean, he was yeah. all. I I think they really liked him here in Toronto, but unfortunately, he didn't. Uh, couldn't fill out a roster spot, but uh, happy to happy he's got a spot on a good team right now. Jimmy VC, shout out to him. Shout out to him, and shout out to the uh, the manufacturer of the Colorado Avalanche Stanley Cup rings. Absolutely beautiful setup. Um, cannot wait to see what the Leafs are able to do if they ever get one of these uh, secured. But the uh, the box, the setup, the video, the whole nine yards for the uh, Stanley Cup rings for the Colorado Avalanche chef's kiss that is the way to do it i was really impressed like the way the ring looked but i love the video to hype you up just before you put it on uh what did you guys think of that presentation beautiful setup pete i'll let you go up. Is they, do they normally do that they give you a nice box with a video or is that a first time thing I've never i haven't seen, seen it before. it looks unbelievable i love that i don't know i i want to so say cool. tampa did something but i i they might be the first. If if the Leafs were to ever get a Stanley Cup ring, they better have like Joe oh. Bowen going, "Holy Mackinac!" Every time the box opens. Boys. Oh my <laughs> god, I get chills just thinking about that. How amazing would that be? Oh, goosebumps right now. Yeah, goosebumps. That was um one question I've asked Joe Bowen, and one question I've asked uh, Mike Ross. You know, obviously, what is the one thing that's missing? And they both said, "Is that call." Mike Ross wants to do the announcement for the cup win, obviously, but the game-winning goal. 
just imagine being able oh, to say, Joe. you know, Austin Matthews, whatever. Forty years, man. Like for him to call something like that would be iconic. Oh yes, yes it would. Imagine, just oh, I can imagine, I can imagine. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the show on Sundays. We do this little segment. It's called the Boxing Rock Brewing Co. Bearded Blue Warrior. Pete will get his beard. Don't worry, it will be in the mail. But me and Dilly will put ours on. This is where we pick one person this week that we think deserves the Bearded Blue Warrior status from our friends over at Boxing Rock Brewing Co. Pete, you're new to the show. You don't have the beard. You have a beard, but not this one. What is your Boxing Rock Bearded Blue Warrior of the Week? My Bearded Blue Warrior is going to go to Ilya Samsonov. Ooh, Sammy. Sammy. We're going to figure out a new chant for him, but uh, Samsonov looking solid. He's going to have a big week this week. We're going to see what he's really about. He's my bearded blue warrior. All right, all right. Dylan, who is your bearded blue warrior for Boxing Rock? I think you guys are going to like this one. and It's a it's a bit in left field. I'm going to go with The Rock. Oh, good Ooh, choice. Good the choice. Rock, I don't know if he knew the words or not, That's but cool. that man has changed the course of how we chant our Leafs on he might have been pointing towards the trend of changing our goal song. So I, I'm giving it to The Rock. Ooh, I, like I like it. it. I like it. I like it. All right. Mine is going to be a weird one. Uh-oh. I'm going to go with Matt Murray's abductor, as George St. Pierre would say. And why do I say that? Because it allows the Wayne train. Victor Mete, Nick Robertson, all to come back up with the Leafs and have an opportunity to make some noise. Gives Eric Shalgren the Shaleli grin back in the lineup. Loving it. Pumped up. That is my boxing rock, Bearded Blue Warrior of the Week. It's Matt Murray's abductor because it got torn, but it gave us back so much more for this week. Cannot wait to see it. Ladies and gentlemen, If I can get my glasses back, which I probably don't need. This right here is the Leafs Weekender. And this is Offside Hockey Talk, where the Maple Leafs and hockey come to talk. This is Offside Hockey Talk, where the Maple Leafs and hockey 